I remember playing a Toy Story PlayStation game and finding that difficult. I think I played that one. Wasn't there a level where you were in the basement? I'm I think there was an attic level, but there probably was. I bet the whole house was playable. Probably. Yeah, I remember playing a game like that. I think I rented it from. Where would I have rented it from? Blockbuster? Blockbuster? Jeez. Yeah, I probably would have been Blockbuster. Yeah. We didn't rent a lot from Blockbuster growing up. Yeah, neither did we. It was more expensive than Mm -hmm. the local place. Yep. Yeah. And the local place was open for a lot longer than Blockbuster was as well. It made sense for games, but I still didn't rent that many games from, from Blockbuster. Even though, like, I don't know, it was like, what, a five night or five day rental, but it was only like six bucks, which really isn't that expensive. But I guess when you compare it to like, you know, like a local, like our, the grocery store across from my parents' house also rented out games and, mm. and movies. And it was like a dollar 50 for like two days. Yeah. Which, yeah, if you, it, $5 is a lot more than a dollar 50, especially when you're like six or seven. I don't understand. I don't I personally don't understand why you would need a movie for five days. Well, when you were a kid, did you not watch the same movie over and over again? Well, I did, but those are the movies that I owned. You so you would not rent a movie and then watch it multiple times? No, I would watch it once and then think like, I guess I'm done. And if I was really bored, then I would put it back in the VCR and then watch it again. (laughs) Well, but, I, I guess I'm not talking like right after you watch it. I no. mean, like the next day you never did that. No, I was like, I've, I watched the movie. I'm done. And that's it. Yeah. It also probably never occurred to me that you could watch it could, again, that I could watch it again until it was rented again, because there was a. Uh, Double Dragon VHS tape that I rented from a gas station because there was a gas station across from my parents house that also rented out videos and i think when they stopped the grocery store started doing it imagine being a gas station like attendant and then finding out that you have to also now be in tra- keep track of this video rental library like you have to take people's phone numbers and like explain to them like how they have to bring it back at a certain point i feel like that'd be very annoying as a gas station attendant yeah but also i feel like they have a lot less to do back then than they probably do now. Well, or maybe I'm just imagining now? things. I don't know. Part of me just feels like there's just probably a lot of, like, I don't know, dumb, stupid, busy work that people that work at a gas station have to do now that they probably didn't 20 years ago. Take pictures for the Exxon Instagram. Yeah. Something like that. Count cigarettes. <laughs> Pour all of the cigarettes out of their boxes and count them and then put them back into their correct boxes. That's just a fun game that they play. Yeah. If you win, you get a box of cigarettes. I thought I had something else to say about video rental. Oh, I remember watching videos over and over again when I rented them, specifically if I was sick. Like, Mm. I remember specifically I, I rented Harry Potter 2 Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and watching that movie like four times in the span of like two days just because I was like sick and home from school. Like, I don't know how I could do that, because now if I watch a movie, I can't watch it again for like another like six months to a year. And even then, sometimes I'm like, oh, I've seen this recently. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like years in between. 
to that's be kinda how, that's kind of how how i i felt earlier today uh my girlfriend caitlin was watching toy story 4 mm-hmm. i felt like she had just watched that movie but i think it was maybe like like when it came out it was definitely like late last year so almost a year ago but it just it feels like because i remember I'm, I'm looking at the the tv and thing like this looks this looks like i watched this a month ago mm-hmm. so yeah i kind of i kind of get that kind of there's just a long buffer time now between like oh i can watch this movie again what did you think of uh toy story 4 i thought it was kind of unnecessary i agree toy story 3 did a really good job closing off the uh it was wrapped up it was nice it was great i don't know why you needed to make a fourth one other than like well why not yeah i mean it was the character of forky was funny because he's just like, you know, it's like, what happens if you make trash into a toy? Honestly, like, I really liked Toy Story 1. And then Toy Story 2 was the one that I had growing up, like on VHS. Mm. So I, I really liked that one. And I have like a huge, like, nostalgic soft spot for it. Um, And I recently watched that one again for the first time in probably like 10 years. And I thought it held up really good. It was like really satisfying to watch and all the same like feelings were there like when i watched it as a kid and it holds up as a good movie i think but this is two two number two but and three was fine i remember watching it when it came out when i was in high school and i remember thinking it was a good movie but and it could very well just be the fact that like the other ones came out when i was a kid and maybe kids now think about that with these two new ones but i just didn't think they held the same weight as the first two Toy Story 3 and and I, I think this is just something that this is just like a really unique thing that I think not maybe like no other I don't know company movie studio I don't know what the right word is can really do but because Toy Story 3 came out when we were like in late high school I think because we were the same age as Andy like we're gonna go we're gonna go to college you know it's like that it's like the right time that's the true. Monsters University came out when we were in college and I thought that was like, I wonder how deliberate that was. Like trying to really market to the yeah. kids who grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've never really thought about it like that. And when I saw Monsters University, I still only seen it the once. I don't really, uh, it didn't, I didn't think it was that great. It, it seemed to me like it was just a normal college movie, but they had just put Mike and Sully in it. I think that was kind of the point was I wanted to make a college movie because I think I remember reading or hearing an interview about or like with someone from Disney or maybe it was an article, some sort of whatever. They were talking about like a checklist of kinds of movies that they could make. Mm -hmm. And they were mentioning that like a college movie was one that they just could not do because you can't like Disney cannot make a typical college movie. Right. You couldn't have like a Pixar girl like pulling up her top or something like that. Like, yeah, like how not, it's done in most, you're not going to see, movies. well, probably, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this will change one day, but you're probably not going to see Buzz doing a keg stand. Oh God. I want to see that so bad. And he's still a little confused about like earth things. And he's like, what is this? What is this space root beer? Okay. S- points his laser at it, busts the hole in it. And the only way he can <laughs> repair it is to chug the whole thing. Chug the whole thing. Then he goes to a frat house and has to he has to do his uh, pledge week where he's like <laughs> crawling on his knees. I don't know. I never did a pledge week. I didn't join a frat house. Me neither. And I'm glad I didn't. Me too. I would have nothing. I would have gained nothing. 
No, you would have lost money and gained probably bad friends. Yep, that's, that's a true. snap judgment that I'm going to make and I stand by. This is another one of Paul's snap judgments that I stand by. That's going to be a segment I do. Do you think we should? I was, you know what? I was actually going to bring this up at some point. Do you think we should have a uh, segment? Yes. Just like at the end of the show, you know, like they do on uh, How Did This Get Played or Doughboys? Yeah. They just have like a little game they play for a little bit. I think I think that'd be good. And I, I think having a snap judgment segment for me is a thing I'm going to do. Kind of like. Speaking of Doughboys, Spoonman's Bite of the Night. I want to have a Paul's Snap Judgment that right. I stand by. You got to do it every episode now. I know. I'll do it probably about as well as Mike Mitchell does his Bite of the Night. I mean, you already forgot your catchphrase. Oh, fuck. What was it? I heard it the other day and I was like, oh, yeah. It wasn't a good catchphrase, though. Something about not being hungry, but you're looking for food. Oh, yeah. I'm not. No, I I am hungry, but I'm not looking for food. Is that what it was? Eh, something like that. My name is Paul, and I'm not hungry, but I am looking for food. No, I am hungry, but I'm not looking for food. Oh, I because I think I said it because you talked about food you had, and I was trying to convey to you that I did not want to eat it, but I am hungry. All right. Uh, and uh, on that note, let's just start the show. Welcome to episode three of Nostalgia Entertainment System. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm Paul. Wow. I think I, I think I do that every time. You say your name and then I say my name and you say wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's good. In any case, I got a new board and there's little sound pads on it. So I've included uh, some nice sounds such as... My wife. And... Wow, wow, is very nice. On top of... And you can't forget about, <laughs> and more importantly, <laughs> it's upsetting how much the fart sounds genuinely just make me laugh. It's, they're very funny, especially because this one is called fart with reverb. <laughs> I, I don't know how, how often uh, I'm really going to be using these sound pads, but it's nice to know that we have the option. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought maybe all of them were going to be Borat, which I also would have been OK with. Yeah, well, got to have some variety in there. Uh, anyway, let's move on to uh, to today's episode. This week, this week's about PBS Kids. Yeah, we got we're talking Zoom. We're talking Zaboomafoo. We're talking Cyber Chase. Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, Sesame Street. Mr. Rogers. Between the Lions. Clifford the Big Red Dog, Dragon Tales, and that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. We're going to cut it right there. Yeah. So if you remember something else that's not one of those things, you go straight to hell. Okay. <laughs> you write in our email, nostalgiasystempodcast@gmail.com. You email us and say, I remember this show too. Don't. Or do and say, and I'm kicking myself straight to hell. <laughs> Unless you have another show. I actually, we probably would. I like if, if anybody emailed us. Yeah, we haven't gotten any emails from anyone, but also only one episode has been out as of recording this. So. That's fair. And only for a few days. That's true. So hopefully when this episode airs, there'll be more, there'll be more stuff. 
yeah I hope for us so. to go through and uh and, and i don't know we'll read your comments on air not that it's on air but no. on the podcast we'll say your name only if you, if want. you want us to yeah i guess before there, there i don't know there's something else a couple other things i wanted to bring up kind of before i get into pbs kids since i don't know we usually split these episodes down the middle between unrelated conversation and then the episode mm-hmm. uh but yesterday i watched uh the playstation 5 showcase whoa yeah i have totally lost count of how many playstations there have been we're gonna hit five this year well i figured that when you said this but <laughs> well, just just making it clear just in case <laughs> okay but i was watching like all of the the new games and the trailers and everything for them and i just it's a feeling i don't think i felt that excited for something in a very long time oh so you think it's gonna be good yeah like all the final fantasy 16 is gonna come out there's gonna be a new god of war the new spider-man with miles morales is gonna probably be a really cool game from spider-man into the spider-verse I mean, I know who Spider-Man is. Yeah, it's a, it's a new Spider-Man game. Cool. But it looked really fun. And it reminded me of uh, kind of what we were talking about in the first episode. Um, like when I would be in the magazine aisle and I would just like flip through gaming magazines. Mm-hmm. I was just really excited, like reading articles and looking at pictures of games that like were going to come out. Felt the same way. And I just like felt so excited. Nice. It's like, oh, this is it's going to be so cool. And I'm just like sitting in my chair, big smile on my face. Like, yeah, video games. I don't know. Just wanted to share that. I nice. felt it was exciting. Haven't felt that way in a while. And to contrast that, uh, I watched a Nintendo showcase thing today. Mm-hmm. Very underwhelming. Really? Yeah. I always think those two should be flip flopped. Like, I always think of Nintendo as something putting out really good quality stuff. And PlayStation being sort of like, eh. To be fair, it was a like partner showcase. So it wasn't Nintendo games. It was just games coming to Switch mm. from other developers. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't be a reason for, you know, me to. I can still I can still get excited about that. In fact, they showed a new Monster Hunter game and I'm like, oh, that, that could be interesting. But man, watching that Spider-Man trailer, oh, it just felt so cool. He did the thing that did you uh, web yourself a couple times. Okay. Yeah. He did that thing that uh, what's his name? The the other Spider-Man movie guy. What's his name? Toby. Toby. Toby McGuire. Yeah. He did that thing where remember when he uh, was in between a bus and a bridge or just the bridge and he like webbed them and then pulled them together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was really cool. Mm hmm. Miles did the same thing in this trailer. I was like, oh, I want like this bridge is falling apart. He's going to do the thing. He did the thing. Wow. It was so exciting. Even though I knew it was going to happen and I was anticipating it happening. I was like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And he did it. Wow. I do like that. That is a cool. It's a cool move. Cool image. Cool move. You got to be super strong to do it. Mm hmm. There. And I know this is because I haven't read the Miles Morales comics. Mm -hmm. Really? I was going to say any Spider-Man comic, but that's not true because I have some here. Uh, But. He has like an electric shock power. What? Yeah, I didn't know. I thought he could just turn invisible. What? 
Did you not watch Enter the Spider-Verse? You made that reference earlier. And that's a big part of the movie. I forgot that he turned invisible. Yeah. It's been like a year or two since I've seen it. Okay. That was my favorite movie that year. I mostly remember Peter Parker being fat. Yep. That's the that's the part that really stuck out to me. He's a little schlub. Yeah. I I liked that. Couldn't quite fit into a suit. Mm hmm. And he's wearing a coat. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. A little sad, but still funny. And John Mulaney's uh, Spider Pig. Uh huh. Or Pig Spider Man. Was he Spider Pig? I know that Spider Pig mm-hmm. is from, well, not necessarily from, but I know Homer names his pig Spider Pig for a little while in the Simpsons movie. Because Homer's I... dream sequence, there's a whole Spider Pig, Spider Pig song during his, like, uh, uh, oh, fuck, what's the word? Uh, when he's having his uh, not hallucination, he's like he's like his vision, his vision. I want to say it starts with an N. Uh, how about epiphany? Epiphany is epiphany. Does not start with an N. No, but there's an N in it. It was his epiphany in the Simpsons movie. Epiphany. Yeah. Sorry, I very much derailed us. You said you had a couple things to talk about. You talked about the PlayStation. I what don't remember you? the other one. Did you have a PlayStation growing up? You I had an N64, right? I did have an N64, and then eventually we got a PlayStation. In fact... Whoa. Yeah, I got a PlayStation sound on this thing, too. That is pretty cool. My PlayStation broke fairly early on as a child, which was a bummer. I'm pretty sure mine still works. I also got the slim version. Oh, I think ours was the slim version, too. I actually don't know. I don't think we've ever talked about like what PlayStation games you played other than Star Wars Episode One. Oh, well, let me tell you, Josh. Uh, when I first got it, I got it for Christmas in 2001. No, it was Christmas 2000. I got a PlayStation. And the games that my parents bought us were Need for Speed. I don't remember which one. It might have been Hot Pursuit. It might not have been Hot Pursuit. But we also got NFL Madden 2000, I think. And we got, I got A Bug's Life. Oh, I remember playing that game. Yeah, I loved that game until I lost it. Oh, no. Which, this is a weird thing. My parents made us put the PlayStation in the basement because that's where they want us to play video games. But our basement is not a finished basement there. So it's like a dusty, like cobwebby, like dirt cellar with like a tiny TV and our PlayStation at the time. And so that year I lost a bug's life for probably like 10 years. 10 years later, um, we're cleaning up in the basement and we lift up this like big, like ugly, like foamy carpet kind of thing. And in directly in the center underneath it is my Bugs Life game. I asked my older brother, who is a likely person to have hidden that game because he knew I loved it. And he claims to not remember hiding it, which I believe him because I feel like he would tell me now since we're like, you know, adults with real jobs. Um, but that was weird. And I also had 
Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, which I think might have been my favorite game, but I was not good at it. And I never got past level four, which was the Naboo level. I even used the cheat code to get to, get to level five because sometimes, you know, you can just like cheat to get past the hard part. Yeah, just input a password or something. Yeah. No, level five is impossible as well oh. <laughs> when you're on Tatooine and Moss Eisley. Um, Josh, I have to pee pretty bad. All can right. Take a break. Let's take a break and uh, we'll come back with some PBS Kids. PBS Kids. <laughs> Clifford is funded in part by a ready-to-learn grant from the U.S. Department of Education through the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. To learn more about Sesame Street, visit us at pbskids.org. And by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And by contributions to your PBS station from viewers like you. Thank you. How was it? My pee? Yeah. Pretty good. Nice. I think I might structure this episode a little differently because normally we'll go through the whole history of everything. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, we usually have like anecdotal stuff kind of at the end. This time, because there's not, I think there's not that much to really talk about. I mostly just have like timeline kind of stuff. Sure. I think it'd be nice to like go over some brief stuff and then I'll probably list off some shows and then we can talk about if we remember watching any of them or any like associated memories with that. I think sure. that's probably a nice way to go about doing this episode. Uh, but before we go into any of that, and I know we've talked about this before, but your PBS station and my PBS station play different shows at different times. Yes. Which I imagine is a thing all across the country. Yes. Uh, I also recently remembered from like looking up some stuff for this episode that the PBS station for Kalispell came out of Spokane. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wait, so did you see, you didn't see all the Montana PBS things? I think we had, well, maybe not. No, because I remember on so many shows that I would watch, there would be like sponsorships from uh, like STCU which mm. is like the Spokane or Seattle Teachers Credit Union. Whoa. Uh, I would get there. There would be sponsorships and bumpers for like Riverside Park in Spokane um, and a bunch of like that kind of stuff, which I always thought was weird. It's like, I don't live there. I wonder why I'm getting this. But you probably would have gotten Montana centric sponsors and like bumpers and whatever. Yeah. I mean, growing up in Helena, it was all Montana PBS. Like I, I remember growing up thinking that PBS was, I didn't really know it was like a national thing. Even I thought it was like a Montana thing because they talked about Montana PBS so much. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Cause we had, do you remember the, like the station code for, for your, your PBS? Uh, I do not. I don't remember this. Ours was KSPS came out of Spokane. Really weird. Now that I like really think about it. Is there, can you think of a single PBS kids show that has a fart joke in it? I cannot. Arthur's got to have at least one kind of like toilet humor, right? Even if it's very literal. Maybe like when they're talking about like his baby sister, Kate, with her diaper. 
I feel like that's as far as they went yeah. with potty humor. Yeah, I don't think. Or maybe when Arthur's pants were ripping. That's like the closest I think they came to it. Yeah, that was more of like an underwear joke, I think, than a fart joke. I don't know. Maybe they weren't allowed to have, have a crass humor. Yeah, maybe not. Which would make sense. That's um, not I wouldn't expect that from that network from PBS. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it either. I was just genuinely more like thinking like, did they ever do that? Like, good for them if not, because that's an, a low bar and easy to get to. So they would have to be trying harder to not do fart jokes. That is true. What, uh, in, I guess in general, like, do you, what kind of like TV watching habits did you have? So I used to get up. So I had a, I have a younger brother. He's five years younger than I am. So it's a pretty big difference, but him and I would both get up around seven ish o'clock and he would always watch Clifford, the big red dog. Um, at seven at seven. So wow. for, for us, I guess I should go into our wake up schedule. So I, we would get up around seven, uh, seven to seven 30 was Clifford. And then after that, we would like eat breakfast and get ready for school school. And then we would go to school, like walk, ride our bikes or get driven by our parents and get there. School started at like eight 30. Um, but so how it worked is we would watch Clifford at like seven. And, um, I remember specifically thinking that Clifford was a show for babies, but I would still watch it every fucking day <laughs> because I was like that age. Everything was for babies, but I would still watch it and enjoy it. Um, so we'd watch Clifford from seven to seven thirty. Then seven thirty to eight was uh, Between the Lions, which I I didn't wow. watch very much. I, I, I love that show. Occasional. Now I think, looking back on it, I do think there are things where I'm like, wow, that's actually like really funny or really clever. Like that's cool that they did that. But as a kid, I was like, uh, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, wow. Because for me, both of those shows were on later in the day. Interesting. Like I remember Clifford being on at like 10 o'clock, mm, mm -hmm. 10, 10, 30, somewhere around there, or maybe nine. Definitely later than seven. And Between the Lions was on at 11. Mm. Like all the, and I also remember PBS Kids shows not starting until like 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Like they didn't start that early. Oh, so you couldn't watch it before. But you I'm wondering school. now if that has to do with the time difference. Oh, because of Spokane versus Helen. Yeah, that is probably it. Honestly. Does that math check out? Because if it's playing at nine o'clock here, it would be it's it's one hour before. So it would be like eight o'clock in Spokane. Yeah. So I guess that kind of checks out. That kind of does. I don't know. Shows could have also started at eight. And I just never watched them because you probably were off to school at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So if they did start that early, then I wouldn't have known. But I guess that math would have checked out from it being broadcast in a different from a different time zone. Right. I don't remember what was on from eight to eight thirty or even eight to nine. I don't know what it was, but I know at like nine you had Dragon Tales which was another baby show that I was like, I'll watch this, but I'm not a baby, even <laughs> though it was just genuinely made for kids my age. And then after Dragon Tales was Caillou, which Caillou is one of the shows that I 
was like, this is a show for babies. And now as an adult, I'm like, yes, that is a show for babies. And also fuck Caillou. He's yeah, no, for real. Fuck that little kid. <laughs> he is. It was so it was such a relief to me for, as an adult finding out on the internet that other people also no hate one Caillou. likes him and he's for terrible. good reason no he's very whiny he's a poorly misbehaved child and his parents do not discipline him at all it's just everything about it is god awful caillou if caillou were around today there would be an episode about him not wanting to wear a mask yeah <laughs> and then the episode would end with his parents being like that's okay you don't have to wear a mask it's like somebody made charlie brown but they wanted Charlie Brown to not be funny and to also be unlikable. They pretty much just thought, oh, a popular bald kid character. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. Do you have any uh, favorite shows that you would watch on PBS Kids? Any that like you like uh, force you're like, nope, I'm going to it's this time. I got to watch. Got to tune in. Yeah. I well, So when I was really young, probably like first to second grade, I was I really liked Zoom. Like I wanted to be on Zoom. I think I th- every kid wanted to be on Zoom. Yeah, I think I thought it was really cool um, to like do the dance, the Zoom dance, and then get your own little like personalized like I'm Paul, and then like do my Zoom dance and tell my d- bad jokes and talk and ubby dubby. Oh yeah, ubby dubby. Which to this day I don't remember really what it was. Uh, it's like Pig Latin, but different. Yeah, you just put a you just put a ubba or whatever, and like after a vowel. I don't know. Cub and yabu spubby, abba bubby dubba bubby. Whoa, you're yep. fluent. Yabba. Whoa. Well, might as well just get a little bit into the the history of PBS Kids then. Yeah. PBS started out as the NET, which was the national, which was that which was national educational television, and on that network channel i don't really know uh is where we get two classics we get mr rogers and sesame street just like two long-standing uh very well-known universally watched for at least children in america and at this point probably children around the world uh both solid shows both solid shows yeah definitely i think as a younger kid i really liked i think I forgot about those two when I was talking about my schedule. I think they probably fit in somewhere at like nine or nine thirty. Mr. Rogers was an after school show for me. I remember oh. that it was on, I think it was on at three, mm. three or three thirty. And Sesame street was, I never watched Sesame street except during the summer. Cause it was on at 10 AM. I was yeah. already in school. That was a similar time for us. It was like nine thirty or something like mm-hmm. that, but both were good. And both, I remember there were some parts of both where I was like, oh, this is really interesting, even as like an older kid. The the original like end theme to Sesame Street. So good. A lot of the music for PBS Kids shows was like just really, really good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like Uh, the Arthur song by Ziggy Marley. Like it's much better than like anything from like Nickelodeon or like any other kids show of the era that I can think of uh i don't know i don't really know about that i think i think it's all good but listen listen to this this is the earlier i guess i guess around the time that we were this this is this is credited as uh from the year 2000 season 31 oh end credits
a great song. Truly. Love it. What a fantastic beat. And then I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like just because of when that aired and when they replaced it, mm-hmm. like that was really early childhood for me, was hearing that particular ending theme song. But moving on, October 5, 1970, uh, NET officially becomes PBS. And with it, they incorporate a dedicated programming block called Four Kids. Um, not to be confused with Four Kids Entertainment, which is notorious for butchering uh, any sort of anime for Western audiences. Um, included too, but not limit including but not limited to is that how the phrase goes yeah yeah however that phrase goes um replacing rice balls and pokemon with jelly donuts <laughs> and uh removing any sort of cleavage or boobs and replacing in almost every episode of one piece uh sanji cigarette with a lollipop which that one does make sense yeah but a lot of them a lot of others don't uh very fun if you're interested in, in learning about that very fun rabbit hole to go to YouTube and search like for kids censorship, that's the number four, uh, find some interesting stuff. Mm. Uh, but not to be confused with that. This is the normal F O R kids. Um, we still get the two staples Sesame street, Mr. Rogers, but this is also when we start to get zoom. We'll get the electric company. We'll get Thomas, the tank engine was got, Zoom really on for that long. Yeah. Zoom was on for way longer than I think you and I, and maybe a lot of other people think. Wow. That's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also when you get reading rainbow and big comfy couch. Hmm. I'm also like segmenting these in like milestones. So sure. like zoom didn't necessarily air like in 1970, but between here and the next date, which is in 1994, sometime in those 24 years is when is when these shows these shows aired. Um, I guess we already talked a lot about Zoom. And you remember any of these other shows? Like, do you remember Big Comfy Couch? No, oh, I, I don't think I watched Big Comfy Couch. I watched Reading Rainbow. I love Reading Rainbow. Yeah. And Whatever happened Burton? to that reboot? Remember that there was like a whole thing years ago where LeVar Burton was like, I'm making a Kickstarter to bring back reading rainbow. Yeah. I wonder, he does a podcast now called LeVar Burton reads to you. I've heard about that. I've not listened to, but I don't know. Maybe he had just like a few episodes on or something, or maybe yeah. it just didn't happen. I don't know if it did. I wouldn't have known because I did not back that Kickstarter. Yeah. I think got like $2 million though. Yeah. Oh, I bet lots of people donated. I also vaguely remember hearing about that Kickstarter and remembering that like we're bringing back reading rainbow but like it's for early childhood so like i guess it would make sense that i haven't heard of it yeah you you wouldn't sit down and watch a yeah a book with or an episode where they read a book for yeah because i learned babies do you do you have any standout uh reading rainbow episodes because the one that i really remember uh oh i guess there's two is that a reading rainbow episode no, I think that was a Between the Lions episode. But the one Reading Rainbow, ep- Reading Rainbow episode I do remember, and it's just the very end after like the kids or whatever talk, talk about their books that they've been reading. Mm-hmm. It's where it's where LeVar goes and gets like a custom made jacket. And like he's talking to the camera and it's like, it looks like a normal jacket, but it's important to be yourself. And he like pulls down parts of his sleeve and it's like a rainbow. And then he flips out a pocket and there's a bird on it. You remember that? 
No, I wow. I honestly don't remember much specifics about reading Rainbow. I remember there being a specific author that they would read from, but I don't remember that author's name. This is a very bad story. Uh, <laughs> but there was also one where there's a puppet. Um, puppet? Yeah, there was a puppet, maybe of LeVar Burton. But I remember watching it and really enjoying LeVar Burden interacting with a puppet. I do kind of remember some sort of puppet on Reading Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Um, that theme song, also very good. Yeah. No, just a banger theme song. All of it. All of it great. Yeah. Um, and now as an adult, I've come to really like like Star Trek The Next Generation. And I know now that there was an episode of Reading Rainbow where he visits the set of the Enterprise, which is I remember cool. that episode. I don't remember watching it as a kid. I don't I knew nothing about what was going on. Yeah, I I just remember thinking, how does he how does he see through that visor <laughs> the entire time? Just like he just like he shows like and this is the visor that what's his character's name? Jordy LaForge. Yeah. This is then like this is the visor that Jordy wears and he puts it on. I just can't help but think, but like, how can you see? How can you see through that? But, Good question. Yeah, they never really answer. Well, they do answer it, but it doesn't really. I mean, like practically, like how does LeVar see through that thing? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it just. Yeah, he, he must. It must just be must just be clear. Fast forwarding 1994, July 11. Um, the four kids block officially becomes something brand new called PTV. And this is where like it starts to get, I would say, more geared towards towards children. Um, and I say that mostly because this is where we start to get mascots this mm. is, and like bumpers and everything. And this is where we start to get more of like that PBS kids feel. Um, but PTV was brought about due to the Ready to Learn initiative. And I think I think there's also some bumpers at the beginnings or ends of some shows where they mentioned ready to learn from when like from, I don't remember what some shows, but like, um, like this show is brought to you by the ready to learn something. Mm. Maybe, maybe they use the word grant. I don't know. Um, because it was remember, a grant, the ready yeah. to learn, because it was a grant uh, so, of grants. Yeah. It, it, the U S department of education provided a grant to fund the development of educational television, uh, digital media targeted at preschool and early elementary school children and families, especially those that lived in low-income communities. So that was the Ready to Learn initiative. Uh, it's a little little uh, blurb that was pulled from uh, another familiar name, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Oh. Yeah. Another, oh. another set of words that I think every kid has heard and has no idea. Oh, it just goes right over their heads. It, you, you treat it as like one word. Like it's one thing. Corporation like a, for Public Broadcasting. It's like... I've heard it so much and I it, or less than a word to me. It's like a sound like there is no meaning attached to it. I don't like think about what that even is. Mm -hmm. It's it's a sound that happens on on TV, like after after Arthur, you know. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, uh, this is where the this is where we get some mascots this is where we get the P pals. P pals. P pals. Do you do you remember the PBS logo that kind of looked like a face that had like the nose? Yeah, yeah. Kind of looked like I, a head. Yeah, I remember that one. 
They just took those and made them like cartoons. Yeah. And I, I remember those mascots, but I also, as a kid, like I didn't ever think of them as characters. I just always thought of like, I'm watching PBS. There's that green thing, that green. Yeah. Kid. But I, I did not think of him beyond seeing him in the logo. Mm -hmm. Did you? I don't have a lot of memories regarding the P pals. Like I watched some videos and like some bumpers that it is hilarious them. that they're called the P pals. Yeah, the P pals. You know what? Who I call the P pals? Who? The Russians and Donald Trump's sex tape. <laughs> they're real P pals, allegedly. <laughs> I remember like they there was an air of familiarity when I saw little clips of them. Sure. Looking them up. But I could not definitively say like I remember sitting down as a kid and seeing like these these little little guys. Yeah. I don't know. But from here, we start to get more shows that are like more recognizable, not more recognizable, but like the the repertoire starts to build. Um, mm -hmm. during during this period from 1994 to the next rebrand in 1999, um, we get Barney, we get Arthur, we get Kratz Creatures, mm. we get Zaboomafu. I love Zaboomafu and Kratz Creatures. Mm -hmm. Specifically, Zaboomafu really, really sucked me in. Oh, yeah, for sure. That claymation in the middle. Oh, yeah. In Zabuland. Mm-hmm. Zaboomafu was really good. The, uh... The transition, though, from real lemur to puppet lemur always like was whiplash. For it's, me. it's jarring. Yep. Because the, it wasn't slow. It was just like he would like run into the thing. And well, he would like out. spin on the thing. Oh, he yeah, would, like, yeah, eat, yeah. He would eat That's a snack right. and he would spin around and then he would like be fine to talk. That's right. I forgot about that. But I think there was just a thing with like the puppet just not looking enough like a real lemur. No, not at all. Where like my my disbelief was shattered was his name zaboomafu or was his name zabu his 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 full legal name is zaboomafu <laughs> his what his christian name his christian name is zaboomafu okay uh but his friends call him zabu okay i i remember being very confused about that as a kid and honestly up until right now yeah i uh i watched some some arthur episodes earlier this week Mm -hmm. Well, more more of just an episode and really just half of an episode now that I really think about it. it Which just, one? Uh, it was one, and I think it's a newer episode, but it was one where Francine uh, what, what, what did she have? To, what was it for? It was for uh, Yom Kippur and she was having to do a fast, but then uh, she couldn't keep her mind off of eating and then she ended up eating a pizza at Arthur's house. Fucking Arthur. Always ruining Francine's plans. I have not seen that one, but I did see that reminds me of the episode where she is going to have her bat mitzvah and she also wants to be in a bowling team. And so she like is riding a bike back and forth in between the bat mitzvah and the bowling. Oh, I remember that. Tournament. Um, yeah. And then like she makes a mistake and then ends up wearing her bowling shirt to the bat mitzvah. Yeah. Or vice versa or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. I feel like Arthur was the only really the only TV show that ever taught me about like Jewish culture. Yeah, that definitely taught me about bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. And wasn't, I, I wasn't George also Jewish. The moose. Yeah. No, he was a ventriloquist. I thought he also was 
If Jewish. anything, he's a. Oh, this joke would have been good if I could think of it at the the exact moment that I wanted to think of it. Uh, George is a incel. That's what it is. <laughs> He's got that creepy giraffe uh, ventriloquist, and that's the only way he can talk. George is definitely going to be an incel when he's uh, 18. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I remember watching that episode and the the bit where he like puts his that like giraffe's face into paint. I couldn't help but think like you're ruining the puppet. Oh yeah, and he puts it in like ice cream and stuff too. Like right? what are you doing? You're ruining it. Yeah, he wasn't taking care of good. He was not taking good care of his stuff. No, absolutely not. Uh, we also get like vehicle shows like JJ the jet plane and Theodore oh. tugboat. JJ the jet plane. Two thumbs down. Weird animation. Very strange. So bad. Still Even as watch a kid being a lot like, of it. I, I would watch it occasionally, but every time I remember thinking like, God, these guys looked fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, Thomas the Tank Engine, even Theodore Tugboat, pretty good. Like, like it's like real. You can tell it's like real stuff. Yeah, that they're like it's, doing stuff. Miniatures. Motion. Yeah, but boy, JJ the Jet Plane, which granted, it probably was their first like attempt at like a computer generated show. Mm-hmm. But it's an early, it's an early CG show. Ooh, it was just bad looking. Yep, that is that is very true. Um, this is also where we get Bill Nye. Bill Nye and JJ the Jet Plane were the same era. Mm-hmm. That is bonkers. At the very least, that's when they were uh, airing on on PBS on PBS. Because wow. the thing that made it really difficult finding things for like th- there was no list of like these shows like aired or premiered on PBS at this time. So I had to like look for like I ended up finding like station documents for like mm. these are the shows that will play, and this is like the educational benefit for children like for these shows and like a whole bunch of that, that stuff. And like trying to piece together, like when, like what shows aired when based on like very poorly made YouTube videos. Um, so it's, I don't know. It was kind of difficult to like really look into like, well, when did this really air, et cetera, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. sure. Um, yeah, Bill Nye around this time, Bill Nye, excellent show. Mm hmm. Honestly, I remember seeing it occasionally as a kid, but really like watching it in like elementary school and middle school, like in school. Did you ever? Yeah. When they wheeled in the TV cart. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's like, we're going to watch Bill Nye. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Beekman's World? No, I never saw Beekman's oh, World. Man. I've seen references to it on like Reddit and Twitter, but I've never watched it. Yeah. It was kind of like, a, I don't know, like a discount Bill Nye, but still hmm. just as fun and educational little weird it was like if bill nye was on ifc oh interesting yeah it was weird you had like talking penguins that like kind of fourth wall broke the show because they were watching the show on a tv in antarctica (laughs) and i was like what is this an interesting premise and they would do like mystery science 3000 like commentary like over beekman's world it was very strange that is strange there was a weird rat man too oh no yeah there was just like there was a guy that was just dressed up like like a rat? Like a rat. Like Splinter? Worse. Oh. He was like, oh, it was, it was, it was so strange. But taught me science. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with a rat man. Can't argue with a rat man. What any other notable shows during this? Oh yeah, Magic School Bus. 
Oh, fuck. Magic school bus. In the one episode, I think everyone probably remembers. Where Arthur, not Arthur, Aunt Arnold kills himself. Yeah, when he takes off his helmet when they're in space and, and his, his head, head turns, turns into, into ice. ice. Yeah, yes. that freaked me out. That freaked me out, too, because he should have died. And then he just has a cold the next day. They don't even like show him getting back to Earth. I remember the first time he did that thinking he actually died. It's because they animate his head freezing. Yeah. And why? I don't Do you remember why he wants to die? Because he, he's Wasn't like he upset about something and he's pissed his... about something so much because of his cousin, Janet. She does something to piss him off so much so that he seemingly knowingly she takes his, himself. He just takes his helmet off in space. Yeah. Unbelievable. Freak me out. Yeah. We should rewatch that episode. It's probably on Netflix, right? I think Magic School Bus is I on I think Netflix. it's on that. I don't know if it's classic episodes. I think they're making new episodes. Oh, I bet we could find it on YouTube or something. We can find it somewhere. But I, I just want to remember why Arnold fucking dies. <laughs> yeah, wow. What a crazy episode. I also remember an episode, an episode where they travel in the bloodstream. Mm, yeah. When like. Their their own version like of the Fantastic blonde didn't voyage. like the blonde girl have to eat them or something like that. What? Uh, like as a white blood cell? I do not remember this part. But I it would make sense because in the original movie Fantastic Voyage, the white blood cell tries to eat their little like ship that goes into the. I'm talking about how the bus got in the body. Don't they go up in? I thought it was. Or do they go up the nose? I thought it was Ralphie's nose. Is there two episodes? Oh, there's one in the bloodstream. I'm thinking of the one in the stomach. I wouldn't be surprised if they just had a. I mean, that's also production wise. Look at all these topics. Look at all these episodes that we don't really have to think up of. Yeah. Just all the different body parts. You change the kid who's in what or who they're in. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like really thinking back about it. What a good show for teaching biology, like human anatomy. Way to go. Yeah, definitely where I learned most about white blood cells. No, that's a lie. Osmosis Jones. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a weird. That was also a weird movie. It was. I remember renting that. Weird combination of cartoon and live action. What was the, what was the pill's name? Drix and all. <laughs> yeah. Played by David Hyde Pierce. Wow. Which is weird because David Hyde Pierce kind of like he's Niles Crane and Frasier and he's kind of like a little wimpy guy. But in Osmosis Jones, he's like a big, tough pill. And if that's not content for this podcast, I don't know what is. I was going to say that maybe one day Niles could be a big, tough pill. (laughs) (laughs) He already was one big, tough pill. That's what Frasier would say. (laughs) Actually, Frasier would probably say, I don't know. I haven't seen enough Frasier to do the Frasier thing. (laughs) Me neither. Uh, the next rebrand for PBS kids occurs on September 6, 1999. Uh, and this is where I think we, we start to get like the PBS kids that the two of us really know. Cause mm-hmm. this is where we get the mascots, uh, like little, the boy and the girl. Right. Right. Yeah. Dot and dash. They have names. We've got Morse code names. Uh, this is where, and a lot of the shows that we were talking about earlier also premiered during this like rebrand. So we get Between the Lions, we get Dragon Tales, we get Clifford, uh, we get Cyber Chase, we get Caillou. Um, I'm, oh, hold on. We get Caillou. <laughs> that one might need a reverb. We get Caillou. Yeah, there we go. That sounded yep. right. Um, we also get some shows that 
I also watched that we didn't mention, uh, like Liberty's Kids and Sagwa. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I remember those. Yep, both. Uh, I what? watched. I watched a lot of Liberty's Kids. I occasionally watched it, but I I felt kind of bored by it. Honestly, which is probably because I was a stupid child. That show made seventh grade history so easy. Really? Yep. Because seventh grade history was U.S. history, and it was pretty much I wa- I would at that point I think I already watched most of the episodes. And then I and then seventh grade rolls around and it's like, I already know who Benedict Arnold is. I got that down pat. He's the guy who came up with the eggs. The Hessians. I know they wore green. Is that true? I don't know. That's what they wore in Liberty Skids. <laughs> OK, is that what you put on your test? Yeah, they wore green. A plus, Josh. Tyra. I did it. I did it. Cyber Chase. That was one that I really liked. As I was, was my kind favorite. Of like, yeah. Getting older. I feel like that was a more mature the thinking kids PBS show. Yeah. Uh, but that was pretty cool. And like, that's kind of how I feel like I got to know like some famous like actors like Christopher Lloyd and Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried were both. Yeah. Like on that show, every episode and yeah, they're both like huge names. And now I, I feel like I really enjoy both of their work. And that was a big part of why I think. Yeah, nice introduction. Yeah. And also it was it was interesting, like the a lot of the math trivia that they had on that show. Like I think a lot of that legitimately helped me. Like most of the shows, I feel like never I really never got the educational parts of it because I felt like it was either like stuff I already knew or it was like stuff where I was like, that's dumb. That's for babies. But Cyber Chase, I feel like I was like, oh, it's actually uh, pretty interesting about like area like versus square feet and stuff like that cyber chase the thing that cyber chase did for math was that it provided as best as it could like within a storyline like like a practical application yeah like this is how you would use it in the real world probably so yeah like i remember specifically there was that episode where like they're on like the western planet and the hacker is accused of taking up too much land for his yard because like they're only oh, allowed a certain amount yeah. of area for each of their yeah like land they, they calculate the area and yeah and then like they just assume it's too much because of the shape but then they do math with the shape and realize he's actually innocent and they like help him flee or like get out of the they like go to bat for him in court or something yeah which, something I, don't, like I don't know why you'd let three kids be your lawyer in court but that's what he did why not? Well, he's the hacker, not the lawyer. <laughs> right? Whoa. I always liked Between the Lions more than I did Sesame Street. I think those are two pretty comparable shows. Well, yeah, both were very like puppety and had kind of a they they were OK with doing like kind of ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. I think I, I prefer Sesame Street just because like I'm a big Henson guy I like the Muppets. I love the Muppets. Sesame Muppets Street are good. Same vein. Yeah. But um, I think Between the Lions, I would appreciate more now, honestly. Like if I was watching it with a kid, like I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. But some of it was like too. Too out there for me, like just as a child, you didn't like seeing dancing meat. No. And that one guy who would do his dance in his smarty pants. Oh, yeah. With his mom. I don't think he ever about? did it with his. I don't think he ever. His mom was in every every bit there. I don't. Are you talking about Smarmy Marmy? Yeah, is that not? I don't his think that's mom? his mom. <laughs> Why is her name Marmy then? Who I, was she? I don't know. 
She was just a smarmy marmy. What the? Yeah. See, exactly. As a kid, I remember being like, who is this? Who is that? I just, it, there was just too much wow. weird stuff. That happening. was one of the shows where I just accepted all of it. And I no. was like, yes, oh, this is I, fine. I could not. I just, I don't know what it was. I didn't like hate it, but I remember being like, this is weird and I, I'm not going to get invested. There was a, yeah, there was a lot of, there's a lot of jokes in that show too that like I, I'm just now thinking of like, that is a joke. Like there was a, so it takes place in a library mm-hmm. and the, it's the Barnaby B. Busterfield library, I think. And there is a statue of Barnaby B. Busterfield the uh, third. And he's like an actual character too, mm-hmm. uh, like a puppet. And there's two pigeons that hang around him that just like bother him. And they're, I don't know, pretty dumb pigeons, mm-hmm. uh, but their names are Walter and clay pigeon. And I just now realized that the clay pigeon is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Is Walter Pigeon a joke? I don't know. Or is it just funny because it's Walter Pigeon? That is funny just on its own. I don't, I don't, if it is a joke, I don't understand it. But I get the Clay Pigeon joke and I think that's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Funny show. Really good. The next little like, not really re reboot or rebrand or anything, but in 2004, um, they introduced a spinoff of PBS Kids called PBS Kids Go!, and PBS Kids Go is to PBS Kids as the Mighty Kids Meal is to the Happy Meal, uh, wherein PBS Kids Go was just aimed at a slightly older demographic of children. Mm. Um, and that's where, like, I don't know, I feel like the content for it is, I don't know, maybe just a little bit for, like, older kids, too. Because I the, the, the one show in, like, the list of, of shows that premiered during this time that I really remember thinking, like, yeah, this is, like, right up. Like my alley is is Fetch with Ruff Ruffman. Oh, see, I I never never started watching that. I remember seeing clips of it occasionally, but it was never my jam. Yeah, I really liked it. I was like, oh, cool, it's like a game show. This is kind of fun. And like, oh, there's like little challenges, and like, oh, I I enjoy this. And I think I also liked it because it was new. It was a kind of thing where there weren't really a lot of new shows that showed up on PBS, and so when one did show up, it was like, oh yeah, new show, new show. And but other like shows that premiered during this time, we've got Maya and Miguel, Word Girl, Postcards from Buster, Electric Company got rebooted during this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild Kratz is also the new Kratz Brothers. Oh, that was a cartoon, show. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's maybe still airing, or at least some sort of new Kratz Brothers show. But yeah, that's uh, that's it for for like this air this this era. PBS Kids Go only lasts for nine years um eventually they they phase out pbs kids go and i think they all just put everything into into one whole thing um mm-hmm. so pbs kids go ends on october 7 2013 which coincided with another like design rebrand they update the style they update the bumpers they update a whole bunch of stuff curiously they replace uh they replace dash like the older brother mascot mm-hmm. they replace him with two little kids they mm. keep dot and they introduce Dell and D, just like little, little twerps, just a bunch of little twerps, little fucking twerps. <laughs> and that pretty much brings us to where we are today with like PBS Kids, which I know nothing about other than like some shows are still airing, like Arthur, like still brand new episodes of Arthur are coming out. Yeah, I heard that Mr. Ratburn is gay now. Mr. Ratburn is gay, which tracks all along, which I appreciate. So there's like there's shows like Arthur that are still aired and are still airing and new episodes are coming out. But then 
a bunch of shows that I've never, never heard of, like Xavier Riddle and the Secret Museum and Peg Plus Cat and another another cat show, Nature Cat. Like I don't know what any of these are. So yeah, I have I no attachment to that. these. So whatever. Somebody can start a podcast about all these in like 20 years. Yeah. They can make their own nostalgia podcast where they talk about their favorite memories of Molly of Denali. <laughs> but I mean, that's pretty much that for for PBS, PBS kids. Just a, a great time to watch TV after school or before or before or in the summer all or day when you're sick. When you're sick, you watch PBS kids until it's time to watch The Price is Right. Or the movie you rented for the third time. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I have very fond memories of PBS kids, as I'm sure many people our age do. Yeah, I think so. Good. Uh, it's a good time. Still, wa- I still watch like every now and then we would watch like when we lived together, we would just watch episodes of Arthur. Yeah. Or we'd get drunk and yell at episodes of Caillou. <laughs> yeah, man. Even like what, 10, 15 years, 20 years down the line. Yeah. Some of that stuff. Uh, I still, don't know if I'd use the phrase holds up. It still entertains us to this day. Yeah. And you can't say that about a lot of things. Uh, 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 uh. Well, uh, uh. you got any closing thoughts on any shows or PBS kids in general, Paul? Um, I'm glad that I wasn't on Zoom. Probably would have done stuff that now I would look at and be like, not, not funny. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my main takeaway from this, honestly. <laughs> You're glad you weren't on Zoom. I'm glad I wasn't on Zoom. I was not mature enough. Wouldn't have done well. Couldn't have handled it. I guess that takes care of it for our episode on PBS Kids. I'm adding something to plug time. I'm adding iTunes reviews. Whoa. We got a couple reviews from iTunes. Nice. Let's read them, shall we? Sure. We've got one here titled OSRS Fan. And it says, I've only listened to the trailer so far and was sold on Old School RuneScape in the library. Looking forward to hearing more. Me too. Well, good news for you. You got like three episodes. You got three more episodes. Yeah, listen you, to. You, you got, got so much the more. Trailer. Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope you listen to the first episode. Me too. You also got another five-star iTunes review. This one's titled Going on a Nostalgia Trip. Want to read it, Paul? Uh, So they say, I don't know why nostalgia is such a good feeling, but I love it. I was reminded of so many nostalgic things while listening to Josh and Paul talk. It's sometimes weird to think that other people are nostalgic for the same things as you because it's hard to explain just why remembering weird things like your Grimace toy from childhood can make you feel so good. I can't wait to see what nostalgia trip they'll bring each episode. Thank you so much for leaving those reviews. If you enjoyed the show as much as they did, we'd really appreciate it if you left a review as well. Additionally, one of the best ways you can help us out is to share the show with your friends and tell them about us. If you've got any fond memories of PBS Kids, feel free to share them over on Twitter at Nostalgia System or send us an email, nostalgiasystempodcast at gmail.com. Additional support for the show can be given on Patreon at patreon.com slash system. Uh, We've currently got a goal of $40 per month, and that covers all of our hosting. If we can meet that goal, this show will be self-sustaining. Finally, thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them all over the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, you got any plugs? Nope, nothing today. All right. You can find me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Party. 
Same thing for Instagram and same thing for Twitch. That's D-A-R-U-M-A party. Uh, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Paul, what are we talking about next week? Next week, we're talking some Star Wars video games. Wow. Bye. <laughs>